Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Spock Adjacent, the Misho Missions love letter to everything Star Trek. And right now, we're in the midst of reviewing Star Trek Discovery, Season 2, and we're on Episode 3, Point of Light. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Point of Light, ladies and gentlemen. Originally broadcast on January 31st, 2019, um, was by, with a story written by Andrew Colville and directed by Nigerian producer-director Olatunde Asusami. Asusami. Olatunde Asusami. Amanda Grayson. Spock's mother. Spock's mom. Arrives on board Discovery with a stolen copy of Spock's medical reports from the psychiatric facility he was voluntarily entered. Pike orders Commander Burnham to decrypt the files. The files lead Amanda to confirm that Spock has drawn the quote-unquote red angel (coughs) since he was a child. Burnham then tells her that to protect him from Vulcan's murderous logic extremists she hurt Spock irreparably and caused their ongoing estrangement Klingon Count Chancellor Laurel introduces Ash slash Volk to the baby son she and Volk had together the leader of a Klingon house threatens to kill Volk and their son but they kill the traitor and his men with the help of Philippia Giorgio to consolidate power Laurel presents fake heads of her lover and son to the Klingon High Council with the council acclaiming her as mother of all Klingons. Giorgio takes Volk and the baby to a vessel crewed by Section 31, Starfleet's very own quote-unquote CIA, delivering the baby to a cloistered Klingon monastery and recruiting Ash to, to their section. A sentient spore has grown within Ensign Tilly, causing her to hallucinate that she's talking to a dead schoolmate. Burnham deduces the cause, then Stamets pulls the fungal parasite out of Tilly using dark matter. And thus, we have <laughs> Point of Light. Um, Vince? No, 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 I, no. I, I, see, uh, no, I think no. I heard you chuckling no. over there. What did you think, Lynn? Well, <laughs> I don't think this was Star Trek Discovery's <laughs> finest hour. <laughs> How many bad ideas can you jam into one episode? <laughs> Quite a few. On the CBS All Access budget, apparently. <laughs> Look at all this money. <laughs> Who all has bad ideas? Make a list. Yeah, um, this really this <laughs> this goes off the rails real quick, man. <laughs> real fast, dog. Uh, Real fast, but you know, I hate to be superficial, but I knew we were in for a rough one because 
Burnham's wig oh. was looking looking especially beat this episode. Did you happen to watch the 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 Enterprise crew in the car, like they were, you, you know how they have people in cars singing the karaoke in cars? Uh, yeah, I know how they do that, but no, I didn't see. They had um, Sneakwell Martin, Doug Jones, Anthony Rapp, and Mary Wiseman. Oh, okay, so they had the, the, the Discovery crew. They had the Discovery said crew. Enterprise. Crew, and, 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 you know, Anthony Rapp was in Rent. Yeah, see, he's a singer. See, he's a singer, so they did it, but... Pertinent to this conversation, and you mentioned it last week, and I thought you were just sort of generally talking about Sneakwa Martin's hair. Her hair is amazing. I know. I know. It is banging. Yes. It's all twisty outy. Yes. And it's like shaved on the sides. Yes. And then. <laughs> <laughs> She goes to work. The bad thing is, in the karaoke in the cars, like, they have a scene with them out of makeup and costumes. Okay. And then they have a scene with them in the makeup and costumes. So you actually get to see her perfect, beautiful, wonderful hair Mm -hmm. next to this ridiculous wig. Yes. 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 I mean, her hair, that wig was looking beat up, man. That John was, it was hanging off the back, the sides. It was just looking exceptionally beat. And and what makes it worse is that the episode starts on her. Right. It's And you, you're close up on her walking through the hall. So you're getting, and you're getting like 360 degree view of this helmet on her head. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Let's just say it's terrible because I could spend 20 minutes talking about the crime that is that wig. Yeah, man. It's terrible. It, it really, it really, but here, but this is where this is why it it bothers me. Because I remember Alan Iverson famously said this, but I think I'm sure other people have said it. Right. When you look good, you feel good. Yes. And thus you feel more into what you're doing. Right. Which is why, in his own type of way, Alan Iverson will go out of a way of looking his what he considers looking good and everything that he does, right? Which is why, you know, it's such a big production when like, you know, they see the sports stars coming to the to the arena and they, they dress up nice. Right. And and um, you know, why, you know, uh African-American actors or celebrities are usually on like the, 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 uh, like, like right on the, 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 the edge of high fashion looking like just looking, you know, shit sharp with, with everything they do. Right. I would imagine that Seneca Martin green, like you said, a phenomenal actress and a gorgeous woman, Feels real good when she looks good. You know, usually this is a part where I would go out on some screed about how they have these productions and there are no black hairdressers there or black makeup people or or or, or someone who's familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But right there on the set with it, like, you know, of course, part of the reason I didn't like this episode was because my girl, Oyen Oladoje, wasn't on. She was on. I mean, she was, but she didn't really have a speaking role. Like, she didn't have much to do. 
I thought about you because she did get, you know, she did get a line. Her hair is magnificent. Yes, it is. But also, the brother, uh, played by Ronnie Rowe, Bryce. Okay, yeah. He's just... always tight. Tight. So somebody is on the set with a pair of clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and and they have established that shaved heads are in. Right. And Sonequa <laughs> Martin is the star. <laughs> exactly. Like, God bless Bryce, but he's had one lawn. <laughs> How is his hair tighter than the stars? But go ahead. Like I said, I don't want to spend a whole lot. No, all right. So, so, yeah. so much with this episode. So we know we're in for a bad run. Yes. There. And then, you know, they run across uh, Sarek's ship, but it's actually, you know. Oh, God. It's, 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 it's Amanda. It's Amanda. Who <sighs> Now, I'll give him credit for, for the first time in, like, ever the character of Amanda having something to do, right? So I'll give him credit for that. But it just doesn't ring true that she steals Sarah's ship. Oh, my God. Steals. She, are we talk, is, is all of a sudden she an international thief? Is look, she Carmen Sandiego all look, of a sudden? Look, she's stealing Spock's medical records? I understand that we want to go back and, and, and we're retconning and re, we're revitalizing characters. Amanda has been useless for 50 years. Amanda's whole job is to be Spock's human mother. And, okay. There's not been one moment that Amanda Grayson has been on scene that she's been the slightest bit interesting that's true. So they they are they but they are retconning it, and they give the line in there about how she had to give all that she her love and everything to Burnham, right? Because she couldn't give it to Spock. So which is a way of kind of like you know this is why when you saw her in the past she was just standing there. Is there any second that she's on the screen that you weren't thinking, wow, I really wish this was Sarek. No, no, well, no, honestly, no. I, there were times when I was wishing that it was um, the actress that played Spock's uh, mother. Um, what was that, Jane, Jane Wyman? Yeah. Yeah, I was actually wishing that it was Jane Wyman. A little bit more, at least a little bit more interesting facially, you know. Oh, oh facially? <laughs> Maybe because it was the face I knew. It's. I don't know, but. It's, it's, it's a bad role. Amanda has been like watching paint draw for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it, and th- there is also a part of me that I knew we were going to get Spock, but I didn't know that he was going to be like the plot. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean. I mean, like, the plot is just like, it's Spock. Oh, we are going to milk this thing. Spock. I'm like, dog, man. I mean, I know he's coming, but couldn't he be more ingrained into an actual story? No. And not, because it's basically in search of Spock. In in search of Spock. It's Star Trek 3 all over again, man. Yeah, it's, that's what's, that's what's, yeah. That's the aspect of that story. So so we've got the wig. Got the wig. We've got Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. As part of the overarching Spock, yeah, storyline, which which are are you are you saying that the Spock storyline is a bad idea? That particular this particular story, yeah. I'm I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah I'm right. not with it. So so what's next? I'm what, not with it. Would you want to tackle next? All right. Well, I'm gonna say let's go. Let's let's deal with these spores. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's, let's, let's deal with it. So we're going to do it like the phlegm demon? <laughs> the phlegm demon. Well, here's the thing. It, it, it's okay. like the mucinex alien. <laughs> it's like, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe I am sitting here watching this. Well, but, but here's what I don't like. I mean, there's a lot I don't like, but here's what I don't like. The the character of, like, the, the alien, the, right, the parasite, right. right? When we first introduced were introduced to this parasite, she was more, I mean, definitely like some kind of figment of Tilly's imagination. Sure. But seemed to be more of a an aid to Tilly, right? While trying to help, like helping her get over the hump on some stuff, right? You know, like kind of like boosting up her her esteem or whatever, right? But and and it seems like that was just last episode. It, it that's because it was just last episode. Okay, okay. Because now with this episode, with 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 this episode. All of a sudden, she's just like this raving, like annoying little tick. Oh my god, she has the worst voice. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is kind of purposeful. But uh, oh god, I hope so. Well, I mean, you, you got to imagine if she's a figment of Tilly's imagination, right? And Tilly's got a, a, a an annoying voice, right? That Tilly's right, imaginative Tilly's, yeah. thing is going to have an annoying also voice a too. Terrible voice. Okay. Right. So you, you so that kind of doesn't bother me, but it just seemed like. Like the characters like just got amped up in craziness like right right away that like like really tripped me out. I don't know how much I'm feeling this this whole the the whole thing with Tilly, but where I thought they were gonna go with this at first, I thought they were gonna say like you know that it wasn't necessarily a parasite that this figment of her imagination represented. Like some kind of concussion that she had. Oh my god! But then they said that it was a parasite, right? And they pulled the parasite out of her. Yes. And then there's something about how that parasite was playing it about, like you know, you can't get rid of me that easily, and all this stuff. And she basically turned into Prody yeah. in in a in a force in a, in a force bubble. Um, something tells me. They're going to make this parasite a character on the show. I think you're right. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. And it will be at that moment (laughs) where I will stand up and say, wow, they jumped the shark really early. They jumped the shark. Like they actually brought in Gazoo. Yes. Yes. Hey, (laughs) dum-dum. Hello, dum-dum. Because, because it, the second after I thought that, I was like, if they do that, oh yeah, how will the rest of that bridge crew feel having they just got names? Yes, they've each have just gotten like one line. Yo, you yeah. know, your girl got an episode. Yeah, she you did. know, she got to pick a lot and everything. We know she's a ludite and Oof, all that. We know her, know her world. You know, you know, your your man got got his high and tight flowing. Right, right, right. You've got this mysterious, you know, robotic looking crew member yeah. who, because of data, you know, is not the first android. Right, Starfleet member. So you figure she must be some kind of alien. Now we but, got 
But you don't know. Right. There's a story there's a story to be told there, you know? Well, we wasting time with the Mucinex <laughs> We wasting time with Ensign Mucinex. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Who now, if she does become a character and you know what's gonna happen, yeah. it's gonna be her, you know, and and because of how they've played her, now they've got to introduce her to the world. Oh She's going to be our, our eyes into the world. <sighs> this is terrible. And then you've saved the best or the worst for last. <laughs> if I never see another backroom intrigue, <laughs> political backstabbing, Mm-hmm. Plot mm-hmm. about Klingons. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate all of them. Mm. Mm. I hate all of the Klingons. Mm. And then there's Ash, and, mm. and he's got all this hair growing mm. out of his face, and. Somebody said because of his ponytail, he looked like, I think I read in a review, he looks like a Hindu um, pebbles. You know what he looks like? <laughs> he looks like the dude who works at that amazingly pretentious coffee shop. Yes. And you go and, and you know, and he's got like the tattoo sleeve and, and you know, and he's doing the elaborate pour over and, mm-hmm. and you know, and he says, and who had the Ethiopian single source? <laughs> and then you say... Well, I did. And then you go and it's seven dollars and 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 you swear you're never coming back here again. Mm-hmm. But then it's like drinking velvet. <laughs> drinking velvet. And it's like, my God, this is amazing. And then you end up coming back again and the cycle repeats. Mm-hmm. He looked like that dude. He did. He d- you know, he does. Especially because there's a scene where he is talking to Burnham in hologram. Yeah. In hologram. And I'm, and as he's standing there, I'm looking at his stature. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this dude is the slobbiest looking dude. Yeah. He looks like all hunched over. Well, you know, he's just working here. He's waiting for the band to take off. <laughs> <laughs> like, they really do power pop. But it's informed by 60s free jazz. <laughs> and, you know, they've got a pretty healthy Instagram following. So I'm not, you know, this isn't what I do. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. This is, and, and it's maybe you weren't paying attention. So try and visualize and I might, because I think the, the, the worst indictment of this episode was it was friggin' boring. Oh, my God. It was so boring. Yeah. It was so boring. But do you remember in the first season, whenever they would go to Kronos or, yes. or to wherever the Klingons was, remember how ornate and rich the set seemed Yes. It seemed real intricate and detailed, a whole lot of world building. Yeah. When they went there this time, <laughs> I was like, where the hell are we? Right. Because it looked like the set of like the journey, like the Forbidden Planet, like right. 1950s. I swear there were like like little <coughs> like uh, 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 um, 
paper mache ribbons hanging down oh. in one of those scenes, man. It looks so cheap. Oh, and they're kidnapping babies. They're kidnapping albino like, babies. What kind of a Klingon kidnaps babies? Well, okay. Well, and I and I read a review on Vulture that was talking about their biggest, they thought the biggest pr- crime of the Klingons uh, were that there was no mention of Klingon honor. I've not heard the word honor yet. Right. Now, I understand that. I, and, and it's a I, whole room full of Pataks. Yes. I want to turn my back on all of them. Here's why, here's why I'm, I'm fine. That point doesn't bother me. Because when people are thinking about Klingon honor as it was, that really didn't get played up until Next Generation. Okay. Next Generation is set years after the original series. Oh, so you're saying this, maybe the honor is a reaction to this race to the, the, of scumbags. Yes. Well, because remind, remember, last year was the oft-talked-about, never-visualized Klingon War. Right. So... We're coming. This is this is the rebuilding right. of their world and Got their culture. You. So we used to be scumbags and douchebags, and now we have honor. Well, it makes sense because it, if one, this is the problem of them being ten years before the original series. Right, they have to play to the original series is their end game. Right. If not in look, at least in story. In story elements, right? The Klingons in the original series were scumbags. We're a little sneaky, little, right? Little, yeah. So you've got true. you've got to go through that to get to the other side of the uh, honor and all. You've got to earn the honor. Well, they're terrible. These are terrible Klingons, and I hate all of them. <laughs> you don't like Mother? Oh my God! You don't like Laurel? Oh my God! I don't know. I don't know how. She has makeup on that somehow looks even more ridiculous with a wig. I know. Right? Right? I like I I don't mind the aspect of them growing their hair. They said that they Right, right. They said after the war, we're gonna grow our hair again. Yeah. And, and the storytellers at least are trying to sell the story like this was always planned right. for them to go there. So I don't mind that. But there is something about there is something about her with that hair hair that now makes her cheeks just look even more. Her head is huge. Huge. Why is her head so big? Her head is huge, Vince. Like, I keep waiting for her to bobble over. Yes! Yes! Yeah. Or or if somebody, like, to take her home from a baseball game. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping they've settled into the new Klingon status quo, and we don't have to see the Klingons anymore for, like, the rest of the season. Oh, no, Vince. Because hipster Ash went away with the only redeeming feature of the entire episode. Shell y'all. Boy. I told you she was going to be Section 31. Evil Philippa mm-hmm. in Section 31. Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, they didn't even backdoor pilot it. They basically said, like, they basically said, y'all just spent an hour watching this boring shit. <laughs> But understand, we coming at you in a few months. Yeah. 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 She's, boy, uh, boy, that Michelle, yo, know she can strut. Mm. What? I said, 
walking. Did you see her when she was walking across the bridge? Oh, she struts back and forth mm-hmm. and got a little asymmetrical. She went to a she went to a beauty's house of style in uh downtown Baltimore in 1982. Got her an asymmetrical. Why can't they give an asymmetrical to burn? You know what? Don't don't I'm 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 in my happy place now because it's Philippa. It's evil Philippa. I don't want to think about Burnham's wig. Did you notice her sneak a peek at the baby? I did. Yeah, I did. Well played. That was well played. Mm-hmm. That was so well played. Oh, she is such a welcome on this show, and I'm so happy she's getting the show. Is she getting the show? Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay, but my thing. Okay, here's my thing about that. Here's my thing about that. Because now, because we're done with this episode, it was trash. All right? Yeah, and you know, do better, Discovery. Do better, and you know what? We're not angry. We're disappointed. We're just disappointed. And look, you know, next generation had a whole season of clunkers. <laughs> so we're going to give you this one. You know, who are we? But, you know. I There's a part of me, like I said that I'm apprehensive about the Captain Picard series. Right. Right? I, I just think, uh, I, I just smell bad things coming. The Michelle the Section 31 series, Michelle Yao, of course, gets me invigorated, gets yes. me up for it. Right? But they're still in the past. They're still in the past. And Section 31 as an idea is one that loses power every single time they show them. Yeah. 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 Like it's definitely diminishing returns. Right. You're right. I just want to see Michelle Yeoh in leather cat suits (laughs) strutting back and forth being evil. Okay, then she can do a calendar for you. She doesn't need a. I don't. I, like I knew it was her as soon as like they tried to pretend it was some great reveal. I was like, no, she's wearing a leather cat suit and she murdered everyone. Clearly, is. this is evil, Philippa. Yeah, cat suit plus multiple murders within three seconds. Evil, Philippa. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Um. Real quick before we get before we get out of here, uh, Markham Lee hit us up on Facebook. Hey, what's up, Markham? And he had some thoughts about the most recent episode of, well, uh, the last two episodes of this Star Trek Discovery. All right. Part of me wants to admonish Vince for lusting after Joanne like that. Don't be admonishing me. But did you see what she did with the magnet to open the door? How Man. calm she was? Oh. They took our equipment and locked us in here. Son. I got you. Calm down while I get a magnet. Son. You talking about somebody need a spinoff show. Philippa is living her best I'm not to be effed with life. Yes, sir. Maybe Philippa and Joanne could maybe Joanne could join Section 31 and then the two of them could get into adventures. The actress who plays Laurel. Don't, don't be trying to ignore me talking about <laughs> Philippe and Joanne having adventures. With magnets. The, the actress who plays Laurel is doing a great job. She's able to convey so much emotion with just her eyes and body language. And huge, massive, freakish head. <laughs> She's like the damn Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the great and powerful Laurel. 
Mommy, mother. <laughs> like, good lord. Um, you, you ever see the people who like wear the fitteds and like they have to keep the whole back open? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that's Laurel. Uh, Markham uh, ends with very curious about the winged entity because it appears that it's herding the crew around the galaxy to places where they can help. They go to one location, save that stranded crew, get the asteroid, and then another signal draws them to that planet where they use the asteroid to save an entire civilization. Not a coincidence. Mm. Mm. Markham has theories, Vince. Theories and thoughts. Theories and thoughts abound about Star Trek Discovery. Well, like we said, um, and also, uh, I think Chris, uh, no, Robert Monroe wanted to know whether or not any of the missionaries are watching the Orville. I am not finished season two. I do watch, the, I have been watching the Orville. It's not a bad show, but it's it's corny enough that I don't feel driven to stay with it. Right. So I watch it when I just want to watch something silly. I keep meaning to watch it, but like episode one, is like I don't have Hulu. Okay. So like I have to do something to get to episode one and I never have the energy. <laughs> well, yeah. If you had Hulu, it would be different. You right. just turn it on. So, But um. Yeah, so so you know, I I'll keep on top top of it, Robert. I'll, I'll catch up with it sometime. I'm not really that pressed. I ain't pressed. I got stuff to do. All right, well, all I right. That, I think that's about it. That's about it. Till that's next our week. review of Spock and J- uh, Star Trek Discovery, episode three of season two. We'll be back next week to review episode four of season two of Discovery. Uh, next week, I believe the the episode is. An obol for Sharon. I have no idea what that refers to, but we shall find Hopefully out. Hopefully there are no Klingons nor Amanda Grayson involved. I'm ready for Romulans. I'm ready for Romulans. Or Andorians. Or Andorians. I'm just ready. I'm I'm ready for a lot of things. Yes. All right. So we're going. Um he's <laughs> Vince. I'm Len. In parting, we say, peace and long life. <laughs>